This is Dr. Edward Gaber. Let's talk about sleep apnea. Most people don't realize how prevalent sleep apnea is. At least 18 million Americans have it. 17% of women and 34% of men have significant sleep apnea. The older the patient, the more common it is. The more obese the patient, the more common it is. In fact, 45% of obese men have sleep apnea. About 88% of people are undiagnosed and the effects of not being diagnosed or treated can be devastating. The worst outcome can be a fatal arrhythmia of the heart during sleep resulting in death. Also, sleep apnea may result in three times as many heart attacks, strokes, episodes of heart failure, atrial fibrillation, pulmonary hypertension, and resistant systemic hypertension. There is three times the risk of all causes of mortality. This is how sleep apnea hurts us. The drop in oxygen during the night activates the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system with subsequent resistant hypertension and also an increase in inflammation in the body, increased blood clotting in both the arteries and veins and increased oxidative stress and free radical circulating. There is endothelial dysfunction with damage to the delicate inner lining of our thousands of miles of large and small blood vessels. Insulin resistance with results in diabetes can occur and increased obesity can occur. Lack of energy is more common than fatigue. Major depression is twice as likely. Decreased libido, poor concentration, decreased work performance, lack of motivation, and memory problems are common. Car accidents because of sleepiness or falling asleep at the wheel are one of the biggest risks of sleep apnea. Treatment of sleep apnea decreases motor vehicle accidents by 60%. Obstructive sleep apnea is from the collapse of the upper airway during sleep, resulting in a decrease in airflow or absence of airflow for at least 10 seconds. This may result in arousal of the patient without awakening. There can be a drop in oxygen saturation or no drop in oxygen saturation, both of which are accompanied by increased sympathetic tone. The fragmentation of sleep causes fatigue and all the other symptoms I mentioned above. To diagnose sleep apnea, we look at the apnea hypopnea index, AHI, which is the number of times a patient's stop breathing plus the number of times a patient has a reduction in airflow per hour. If the oxygen saturation reduces by 4%, that is a hypopnic episode. Mild obstructive sleep apnea is when the HI is 
5 to about 15, moderate 15 to 30, and severe over 30. Most people with obstructive sleep apnea have a narrow oral airway. If you can't see any part of the very back of the mouth when a person opens their mouth, the malum patty score is four out of four, and a person is more likely to have sleep apnea. However, many people with obstructive sleep apnea have normal looking oral airways. Some patients wake in the middle of the night, gasping or choking. Just waking up for no apparent reason is more common. Morning headaches can occur with sleep apnea. Gastroesophageal reflux is more common. Frequent urination during the night is common. Restless leg syndrome or tossing and turning all night may occur. Insomnia and sleep fragmentation is common. Obesity and snoring are common, but not always present. Snoring occurs in only 55% of sleep apnea patients. And only 12% of patients have their cessation of breathing noted by their spouses. The Stop Bang questionnaire can help diagnose sleep apnea. Stop Bang is a mnemonic for the questionnaire. S stands for snoring, T for tired during the day, O for obstruction. Does anyone notice you stop breathing while sleeping? P for pressure, do you have hypertension? A patient with resistant hypertension has an 80% chance of sleep apnea. B for BMI over 35, A for age over 55, N for neck circumference over 17 inches for men and over 16 inches for women. And finally, G for gender, being male has a more frequent incidence of sleep apnea. The Home Sleep Apnea Test, capital H-S-A-T, has a 35% chance of being falsely negative. So a formal sleep study called the PSG, which stands for polysomography, is better if there's a high suspicion of sleep apnea. Another type of sleep apnea is central sleep apnea, when the brain does not tell the patient to breathe. We can hold our breath for an unbelievably long period of time without discomfort when we are asleep. There is also mixed central and obstructive sleep apneas. How do we treat sleep apnea? Helpful things are avoiding alcohol, opiates, Valium-like drugs, and sleeping pills. Exercise, weight loss, bariatric surgery, and sleeping on our side can help. Mouth appliances often just help snoring and not severe sleep apnea. But mild sleep apnea may be helped by these devices. Extensive surgery is the last resort. Implanted nerve stimulation devices can help certain people. The Inspire is one of them. Go to inspiresleep.com to get more information on this device. 
CPAP, with its fixed positive pressure, is a machine that prevents airway collapse when the patient inhales. Masks for CPAP cover the mouth and nose or just the nose. Getting used to the CPAP mask takes persistence. Auto-PAP devices monitor airflow and adjust the pressure in response to changes in flow, but are not appropriate for central sleep apnea. Adaptive servo ventilation, ASV, is used to treat central sleep apnea or complex sleep apnea with central and obstructive type components. This machine adjusts pressure delivery based on the detection of pauses or apneic events in breathing during sleep. If a patient complains about the continuous fixed pressure of their CPAP machine, BiPAP or bi-level positive pressure is prescribed. BiPAP machines have one pressure setting for inhaling and a lower pressure setting for exhaling. There are no effective proven medications that will help sleep apnea. Nasal oxygen is not appropriate for sleep apnea and, is, and actually can make some patients stop breathing for the, with longer pauses. I hope this discussion has helped you understand sleep apnea syndrome.